We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are joined here by Cal support player Izzy and uh, myself and Rob. Thank you for, on behalf of myself and Rob, like thank you for taking time out of your midterm schedule and scrimming and all that to uh, meet with us today. Yeah, of course. You know, midterm season is right around the corner, but Overwatch is my number one priority, so... You know, just procrastinating a little here. I'm sure his parents probably wouldn't want to hear that. <laughs> but uh. actually, actually, that's a that's a good place to start. So, I mean, with a lot of esports uh, coverage and articles, people always tend to wonder, like, what's the reaction been like? You know, from your family and friends finding out that you can play a video game and make scholarship money. Well, I mean, I play video games like you know, semi competitively in high school. I played like COD uh, Battle. Game battles, I think it was what it was called. But, you know, my parents never took it seriously. And then, you know, I came to Cal. I played CSGO uh, here, and I didn't tell them about it. And then um, recently I went home for winter break, and I told them, like, hey, by the way, <laughs> we're in the semifinals of uh, this huge Overwatch tournament uh, where, you know, like, we'll get, I think it's like $50,000 worth of scholarship if we win. They were like, wait, what? <laughs> and then they, you know, they asked more details about it. They were like, um, I mean, they weren't mad about it. And after I told them, you know, the reg- uh, our schedule and like how much we scrimmed and how much we practiced, and I told them that it wasn't affecting my academics. I mean, they were really, they were really uh, supportive and I mean, they're going to go watch us play. So that's going to be pretty cool. That's really, yeah, that's really dope. Um, actually, I had a question about scrim. So this is kind of like, I don't really know any like professional e- or semi-professional like esports players, so I have all kinds of like questions. Um, so, how does scrimming work for you guys? Do you like organize it with like other schools? Do you just have like you know a whole bunch of friends who are getting together who are like high SR. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, you know the, the application called Discord. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's like this huge Discord server where like all the professional, semi-professional Overwatch players are and amateur players are. And I mean, there's like this channel in there called like looking for scrims. Okay. So basically like the day of that we, the day that we want to scrim, like maybe a couple hours before, uh, Daniel, who's, uh, pretty well known in the community. So people will like, yeah. you know, they'll accept him, his offer to look for scrims. He'll like post on there and say like, you know, we're looking for scrims from 7 to 9 PM, like PST or something. And then, mm. uh, we typically always find scrims and then we, we try to find scrims with like tier two teams or amateur teams, not collegiate yeah. teams, just because... Daniel said that last year when they did that, uh, they felt like they were way too like they were that our team was way better than theirs, so they were like very confident, like overconfident. Mm. Then it was like, I want you guys to taste defeat. He wants to go to play against better uh, better teams, and I mean, occasionally we scream other schools, but 
Yeah, most of the time it's other like amateur teams. Okay, uh, you know, with the championship uh, this weekend uh, on Saturday. How do you guys feel heading into the rematch? Like, you weren't in the rematch, but, you know, uh, we had three returning players. So how's everybody kind of preparing and feeling about that matchup with Toronto? Uh, we, we didn't really play over winter break. So when we got back to school um, and we were like, okay, time to start skipping again, guys. We were playing pretty poorly. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just because everybody was so burnt out from, like, practicing so much during the first semester, during fall semester. So... Um, they all played other games. I mean, I couldn't even play games. Daniel uh, was in Taiwan. He couldn't play games. Uh, a couple of people didn't take their PCs, so nobody was really practicing. Uh, we weren't. We were definitely question, uh, questioning whether or not we would even beat Toronto. But I mean, after we practiced for like a, about a week or something, and now two and a half weeks, three weeks, like we're pretty confident. The meta changed, so a couple uh, heroes got nerfed. I mean, Mercy got nerfed. Yeah. And yeah. We're playing like compositions that are really like strong uh, that are favor us favor the type of heroes that we like to play so i think honestly i'd be surprised if we lost to toronto and i'm pretty we're pretty confident going into which we presume we'll play against uc irvine so i'm yeah. pretty confident that we'll be uc irvine too so that actually brings up two questions so the first one about the meta do you find that the college meta uh kind of basically imitates what you'll usually see at the professional level or is it like kind of different because you guys are also juggling uh you know different skill sets and like practice times and you know like your own social lives no i think um for the most part we the first thing we do when thinking of like compositions to run on certain maps is we look at the professional scene obviously and then uh, after we try out their compositions, because we assume that that's what's, like, what's best, um, we'll like modify it a little based off of like uh, our players' hero pools. Um, Daniel, I mean, for the most part, you know, like supports will play the best supports. The tanks will play, you know, traditional tanks. And the one who flexes the most is Daniel because he's got a very diverse hero pool. Yeah. On some maps, you'll, you know, like you'll see, for example, mo- most professional teams in Overwatch right now are running Widowmaker. I mean, that is a pretty good Widowmaker, but um, one of the heroes that he likes to flex to, to, like, you know, switch to is Mei, because yep. he realizes that, like, other collegiate teams aren't as organized as professional teams, so you'll always see, you know, a Reinhardt misstep, and then Daniel's there with the wall, because, you know, yeah. he's very situational, situationally aware or something, and then, like, he'll be like, Reinhardt's picked, let's get him, and then, like, we focus to Reinhardt, so... yeah. I think that's how it mostly is. It's, I mean, we do look at professional sports, or professional Overwatch, uh, for like ideas and imitate their comps. Actually, uh, Daniel's like May uh, one. You guys won a map off Toronto last year behind that on defense. So, uh, and then it also uh, against Delaware was like one of the adjustments that you guys made against their quad tank comp that yeah. I think caught you guys off guard a little bit uh, that first that first map. Um, so my other question was like, is this going to be the first time that you guys? Well, I mean, besides the half of the team that's returning, like, uh, is this the first time that you guys will be playing on a LAN? Uh, tournament like for finals do you think that's going to be a factor at all mm, we always, it's a uh, it's like it's honestly a running joke within our team we say that uh you know Irvine might be the best team online but Berkeley sets you up for failure you know during midterms <laughs> and you know you walk into midterm there's nothing more stressful and nothing more nerve-wracking than you know I'm here with one hour of studying uh let's see how it goes so like we're used to the pressure we all say and like 
as soon as we meet them online, I, we know that UCR mate's gonna like crack under the pressure, but we're gonna be it's gonna be like another day in the classroom for us. <laughs> um, so I know Irvine has like a reputation as like a burgeoning like esports place because I've read a lot of articles where they're trying to create you know like people transferring in there uh, to play esports. So I know that's like a really big culture, and they ended up taking like one of the top seeds. Yeah. How would you compare their scene and culture to you know what you guys have going on in the Berkeley esports community? I think. Um... I mean, I'm not really too familiar with how Irvine does it, right? But, yeah. I mean, you know, as we said, it's evident that they've put in so much effort and so much money yeah. into getting players. Um, but here, I mean, uh, Daniel described it to me as, like, initially when the Overwatch team was formed, it was, like, a bunch of guys who were just, like, you know, they liked Overwatch, it had just been released, and then they played casually, and then they realized they were kind of good, and then they practiced a little more to, like, you know, get better and then be able to compete for the title. And I think it's the same even now where um, initially, you know, we started and we, we got three new players. I mean, I started playing right after they won last year, but we got uh, two new players during summer. So we started off and Daniel wasn't putting too much pressure on all of us. It was just like, hey, like, just play with each other, build our synergy. And it wasn't really too serious until probably at the end of fall semester where we were trying to get better seating and, like, you know, the Tower of Doom bracket, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so then, then, you know, it got really serious. Uh, it was definitely, like, 0 to 100 in, like, a, a week or something where yeah. it was, like, okay, guys, like, we started being, like, hypercritical for, like, our mistakes and, like... And then that's when it got, like, super serious, but I can only imagine that's how it always is at Irvine where they're, like, you know, tryharding all the time. They have a coach who's, like, always watching their, their, scrim, their scrims and stuff, but for the most part, I mean, like... You know, we all tried to record one of our match or scrims, and then it was like, "Well, how are we going to like watch it? Like, you know, if I upload it to YouTube, it takes six hours to upload. Um, you guys all want to come to my house, and then you know, like, we all live like, I don't know, fifteen minutes away from each other or something. So, yeah. and that you know, that along with academics and not having like a place to like, you know, like an arena like Irvine does to just be like, take two steps and we look at my screen, right? So I can show you yeah. something. I mean, I feel like all that plays uh, a role into how we approach competitive overwatch in the collegiate level because we're not really like we don't really have the resources to you know try try as hard as irvine for example who's yeah has all the computers there and stuff okay that's really cool really interesting um so it said in your bio that i was saying that originally you played tank yeah but is it like and then you switched over to playing support because that's kind of what the team needed. So, so far I've seen you break out Zen mostly, if, if memory recalls. Is that what we should expect you on or what else is like kind of floating in your hero pool? Or if that's too much of a strategy question and you don't want this to like be seen by any of the other teams, like let us know and we'll edit that out. No, I mean, when's the, when's the podcast going to be re- re- released? Uh, Rob? Probably Wednesday. Wednesday? No, I mean, it's fine. Uh, I think, I mean, for the most part, right, I was playing Zenyatta because the mer- the meta was uh, Zen Mercy, yeah. and um, as soon as, you know, as, when the meta settled to that, it was like, all I did was just practice my projectile aiming with Zenyatta, and I made sure that I was, like, not, you know, holding the team back or whatever. Um, but now with the Mercy nerfs, you know, they have me playing, I still play Zenyatta a little, or I'd say I'd split it with, I play Lucio and Zenyatta the most. Occasionally, yeah. I'll, I'll play Ana, but... You know, the, for the most part, with a Mercy nerf, we're playing all the heroes except Mercy. 
all the okay. support heroes except Mercy. So I think uh, my my other support or my the other support player, uh, Pyquet, he's yeah. playing uh, like he plays Mora and uh, Ana the most. So yeah, we split it up fifty fifty. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, I can't believe we didn't even ask you this yet. Did you catch the Overwatch Stage One Finals yesterday? Yeah, of course. I watched. We were we were screaming, and then uh, we were screaming when like, our screams were, were ending when Outlaws was playing Spitfire. Yeah. And I was telling Rob, I was like, I thought, I honestly thought Outlaws was gonna win it because I mean they were one one, and at, at the end of the last two maps, I forgot what they were, but. At the time, we were all talking about it, and we were like, man, if, if Jake just plays Junkrat on that last map, then yep. they'll, they'll, they'll have a pretty good chance of winning, because, you know, Junkrat's OP. Um, and, then, and then, like, we continued to scream, and then we saw that Spitfire won, and then, I mean, we saw that, and then I, I, by myself, watched the London Spitfire reverse sweep Excelsior. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Do you have, like, what is your preferred Overwatch te- uh, League team if you have a rooting interest already? Because, like, Rob, for example, he's Korean, as you can tell by the jersey. So he, he's repping Seoul. He's repping Seoul. Um, what, do you have a favorite team? Uh, yeah, I mean, when the Overwatch League started, I know I was on that Dallas Fuel, uh, you know, yeah. hype train. And then <laughs> after a couple of weeks in, when they were 05, yeah. I was like, maybe it's time to switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the first league. Yeah. It's the first, I mean, it's the first stage. I'm allowed to switch, right? I don't know yeah. which team I like Ex- Exactly, exactly. Um, but no, I really liked uh, Jay Jonak on Excelsior. Yeah. I mean, just because yeah. I was playing Zenyatta and I would watch his stream and he'd be, you know, fragging out. And I'd watch his stream just to like get some, you know, tips or whatever to see, you know, what he does and what I could do better. And so I, ever since then, I liked Excelsior. So I'd say Excelsior is my favorite team, but I mean, I'm kind of sad that they, if they would have won, I would, probably wouldn't have said Excelsior because then it would be like, you're such a bandwagoner. <laughs> but because they got second like, place, yeah, Excelsior is my favorite team. <laughs> That actually basically mimics, like, what I thought, too. Because, like, coming into the league, well, Dallas has, you know, Mickey, who I really like, uh, and his attitude. You know, I I like the whole United Nations thing that they got going on. But then I think the point where I jumped off was not just them losing consistently, but, like, XQC's, like, antics in the community. I was like, uh, I don't know. So... Uh, I've kind of also gravitated towards Excelsior, but also because, like, out of all the foreign, uh, mostly, or actually entirely Korean teams, like, they speak the best English also, yeah, so it's, like, yeah. really easy to easy to connect with them, too. Um, Rob, do you have anything for Izzy right now? Uh, I guess, for me, it's more general questions, right? I mean, you guys, yeah. th- only three of you guys have been to this this thing before, mm-hmm. and you guys are flying out, like... Have they set the the just the expectation of what's going to be going on? Like, have, have they told you guys, "Hey, this is what might happen"? Like, we have to kind of like this is this is what you're expected to be going through over that weekend that you guys are there. Uh, when you mean they, do you mean the guys that have been there? Oh, the guys that have been there. Yeah, um, I think it's they didn't explicitly tell us, but we all had a lot of questions. <laughs> so myself and Andrew were just on Discord asking questions. Like, Hey, are we allowed to take our own mouse pad? Are we allowed to take our own mouse? Can I take my? I asked, can I take my uh, mouse bungee so I don't have you know? Because I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to play with my mouse bungee. Um, and then you know they were just telling us like, hey, the first day is going to be pretty chill. You're just going to like get to know everybody, like get your hotel room, and then you know Friday night or Friday afternoon when we start screaming again, like we're going to like uh, practice against the other teams. So we're not going to like show everything. We're probably going to play our worst comp and be like, oh, we suck, and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, were, they were just like, he was just like, half, you know, they're like, around. But 
you know, he was being kind of serious about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they try to keep us on, like, uh, keep us in the loop of things, but I think we're, we're all just ready to, like, go and, like, play Overwatch already. Play the finals. Based on, off of that, you know, you, have, you, you told us how, you know, your parents are coming out to see you, you know, play in this thing. Have you explained to your parents how this works? Like, will they, will they have a general understanding of what they'll be watching on the screens? Yeah. That is a fantastic question. Yeah. Like, how do you describe over? <laughs> how do you describe Overwatch to like other people? other people? Yeah, I mean, so when I did the explain to them, you know, over over winter break, I told them like, oh, it's basically this game where you have six players against six players, and um, you're playing online, and you you each have a different hero, and you're trying to fight for an objective. I was like, that can be either like a point in the middle of the map where you each spawn on like equal distance, you know, equal distance. Uh, equal distances away from it and you go fight for it or you try to like push a car as far as possible and then you know your opponent then tries to push it farther than you and then if they do then they win if you if they don't then you win and then they were like you mean literally push and i was like no 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 i was like you know these are like kind of questions that i'll ask right so then i said yeah you know if you're on the cart it moves by itself but if your opponents are near the cart as well then it doesn't move until all opponents you know, are removed from the cart. I was like, that means either they run away from it or you kill them and then they go back to their, like, respawn base. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. I mean, and that was, like, basically all I said. My younger brother plays video games too, so he, he told me, like, don't worry. Like, he's been messaging me telling me, like, okay, you know, they watched a couple of videos. Like, they're, they're going to know what's happening. So, you know, when they cheer on, you know, when they cheer, they're going to, like, know what's going on and not, you know, just be sitting there and, you know, staring at the screen and they, the crowd starts cheering and then they'll be like, oh, time to cheer. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Just, you know, look for, look for your name in the kill feed. You know, if your name's on, if your name's on the right, that's yep. bad. If your name's on the left, that's good. <laughs> yep. Um, do you feel any, I don't want to say pride because that makes it a loaded question, but like knowing that you're representing the flagship university mm-hmm. uh, of the state, does that carry anything for you guys? Hmm. I don't know, because this is, like, I, I guess the reason why I'm asking this is, like, it is also, like, one, you guys are kind of, sounds like you guys are kind of running this amongst yourselves, like, it's something that you guys do for fun, but yeah. at the same time, it's, like, we're not professional, so I just wanted to see, like, what's your feelings towards knowing you're representing Cal? I think um, the whole representing Cal thing is even more exemplified because we won last year, so especially for the new players, like myself and Alex and Andrew, um, we really don't want to let like the rest of our team down, uh, specifically Daniel, right? Because like he's put in so much effort for us to get better. He's like co- basically coached us, you know, like given us advice and told us like where we can get better. So I wouldn't say too much like it's us representing the whole you know Cal the school that's making you know that that really affects us. But it's mostly like not wanting to let the rest of the team down. And then, and obviously, and they're into, like, oh, we got to represent Cal. So I guess indirectly, it's like se- like secondhand for yeah, you, exactly. But if we ask somebody else, they would probably say, no, it's definitely like a go Bears, like yeah, screw everybody else kind of thing. Um, I forgot to ask this earlier, but you know, when you started, you know, like favoring tanks, like what did you, uh, like what were your mains then in in your hero pool then, and like what have you been able to take from playing tank that applies over to support well it's really interesting actually because 
I used to play Reinhardt and Zarya, right, the most. And um, the team needed a support, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll play Ana, I'll play Lucy, I'll play whatever support you guys need. And then, um, and so then when I made the transition, you know, you, a lot of these, uh, a lot of the details between, like, a lot of details when playing tanks, like, really are engraved into you. As in, like, you know, when you're playing Reinhardt v. Reinhardt, you would like your Lucio to speed boost you so you can, like, get in the Reinhardt space and, like, shatter behind him or something, right? But, you know, you can't just, like, if you're in the middle of the game, you're not going to be like, Lucio, speed boost me, right? Or, or something. Or, like, you'd want that to be, like, second nature, right? Like, you, you don't even have to, like, say anything, right? So now that I'm playing Lucio a lot, uh, because of the mercy nerves, like our tank player Slurpee Thief is like, um, like I'll play Lucio, and a lot of the times uh, during scrims, I'll see myself fighting a soldier, for example, and then Kevin's like right next to me swinging at him, right? And that's just because like I sped sped boost onto the soldier who's at a position, and Kevin's like, you know, he has like that same mentality where he's like, hey, he's at a position, I do seventy five damage per swing. I could probably go fight him, and then all of a sudden he's moving, you know, like super fast towards him, and he's like, all right, let's go. And so I think a lot of the a lot of um, the supports that I play, like Zenyatta and uh, Lucio, um, enable like a, t- a tank player like uh, Kevin who plays Monkey and uh, Reinhardt. Because if I'm playing Zenyatta, then you know I know like oh, and this he, he just jumped in or whatever. It'd be really helpful if he had my healing orb from Zenyatta, right? So a lot of those like small details I think carried over from being a tank player who knew what he wanted out of a support, and uh, I'm the support who's able to provide that for my tank. For people who are looking to get better, you know, like, the average, like, gold plat player, like, what do you, like, what do you think is the the biggest thing that would be uh, help for people who are, you know, watching this and be like, future golden bears or whatever who might want to rep us? Like, how do we get better and i don't mean like through practice obviously but like what's been the biggest thing for you to to get to where you are well i mean like you know i played other games like league of legends and csgo right so um coming into overwatch uh you know initially when the game was released i tried playing every hero right and i was like oh man this year is crazy this year is insane and then um but i think like honestly if you're trying to get better the best way I mean, it's not. It might not be the, the most ethical way to get better, but the best way is like practice one hero, right? One tricking. I mean, you know, I'm not advocating one tricking, but <laughs> uh, the best way is definitely like play one hero, get really good at him or her, right? And then, uh, and then once you're really good, like you'll you know you'll see yourself start start climbing, and then once you get to like you know a, once you like for example like let's say you're, you're gold or whatever, right? And then you get really good at soldier, and then you know you climb all the way up to like platinum low diamond or something uh and then you know your team's like hey we need another hero it's like uh you practicing versus you know then you can think of like flexing onto other heroes even though you might feed right because you're like man i'm not very good at mccree but you know i'm a really good soldier like you practicing versus better players will you know will make you better it's like sort of going because like you're playing against better uh, you're playing against better people so like you're you know you'll start noticing your mistakes more because you're like oh man i was really out of position I got punished for it. Whereas, like, if you're playing with golds and you know you're you're playing McCree, you might not get punished as easily. For example, so I mean, like, you know, I was uh, 3800 or something SR, and then you know they were like, "Hey, can you play support?" And then I was like, "Sure." 
And then, or sorry, I was like 4,000 SR or something. And then I started playing support and then I immediately dropped to like 3,600, right? I was like, man, I'm really bad. And then, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to play a tank and then get to like, you know, higher SR and then play support. So sure enough, you know, I played to like 42, 4,300 SR. And then I like started playing Lucio, who, I mean, doesn't have that much, you know, he's not that mechanically challenging. So, and as long as you know what you're doing, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't like feed too much or whatever. But I, I could definitely see myself, like, I'm playing with better people who are in, enabling me more, right? Because then, mm. like, they'll cover my back or, like, you know, you just get better practice, I guess, so. Um, can't remember. I don't think I have any other questions. I think you've done a really good job of, like, giving us all thoughtful, like, there's good X's and O's here. You feel confident heading into the final. Rob, do you have any final questions for Izzy? Um... I'm going to give him time to plug. I'm going to give him time to, to recruit as many people as possible. Yeah. So, what do you, with, what do you want to know? Yeah. Or what do you want to tell people? Like if, you know, uh, that's what he means by plug right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, for all like, you know, uh, closet gamers at cow, right? Like I used to be one myself. Um, I mean, it's a really good opportunity to play Overwatch for your university or any competitive esports for your university because most of the um, teams are part of a tournament that offers scholarships, and um, you know, and if you are you are able to win, then you know you have a cool three thousand dollars, you know, in your bank account by the end of the semester. And if you're not able to win, I mean, you make some really uh, cool friends that you know in the gaming community that you wouldn't know even existed like in the you know, university or whatever like I wasn't I didn't know that um, you know all these guys even played Overwatch until I tried out for the Overwatch team and then I realized like hey some of you some of these guys that I play on ladder like actually you know go to my university and we're really good friends now we go eat lunch or whatever you make really good friendships that are like you know last a long time because you always play video games so and you and you know that they're not just going to play Overwatch with you they're not just going to play you know Counter-Strike with you you guys can play other games together um, so you guys should definitely check it out. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Oh, there's four. So the team is four seniors this year. Yeah. Um, you guys would be turning over a lot of the roster, but it looks like, if I have this correctly, Daniel will still like kind of be the pillar of the team mm-hmm. for next year. Uh, for you guys as seniors, does this like obviously become like, besides walking, like become a really big thing for you to accomplish this year uh, to to win the championship? Uh, I can only speak for myself, right? But for me, it's definitely um, very important because um, last year when they didn't, when they won, and I wasn't on the team, I kind of felt bad for it because I was like, man, I would have liked to like, support, you know, like a sub or something, even if I couldn't put on. I was very busy last year, so I wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to like, you know, commit the same hours that I committed this year. Um, and now coming to this year, that I was able to make the team and I put in a lot of effort. Um, It'll definitely be like, hey, you know, I've stuck with Cal for these past three years, and now this final year where, you know, I decided to take the easier classes that are available in the civil engineering department, um, just so I can have enough time to, like, practice and put more effort. Um, I mean, it'd be really disappointing if, like, all those hours put in didn't lead to, like, a victory, right? I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be, like, the end of the world, but it'd feel amazing if it was like, hey, all that hard work paid off. All those hours playing Overwatch and procrastinating paid off. All right.
I think that's going to wrap it up from us. We know you have some midterms to, to get back to studying for and last minute scrimming and prep. So uh, to everybody listening, the Cal Overwatch team is in the final four of the uh, TESPA Collegiate Series for Overwatch. They are trying to defend their national championship. They have a matchup with the University of Toronto starting at about 3.30 Pacific time this Saturday. Uh, if they win, they'll be back about two hours later uh, for one of the other California UC schools. Uh, Izzy, thank you for joining us today. Um, and making time out of your schedule to talk to me and Rob. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.